everybody. Welcome to the Billboard on Broadway podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Millsoff, Deputy Features Editor at Billboard and Broadway expert here. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you may have noticed I've been posting episodes a little less frequently recently. Uh, that will be picking up soon. Uh, Billboard actually just recently moved its offices, and I am now sitting not in the uh, Billboard archive library of yore, but in a sort of fancier feeling podcast studio. So exciting times ahead, more episodes coming, and thank you for your patience as we've had a little bit of a transition recently. So on the podcast, I talk a lot about the overlap of musical theater and pop music, as you know, uh, and that usually means composers who are very influenced by pop or are in fact from the pop world and are now coming to Broadway. But there is another huge way that this crossover is happening. Performers from the pop music world who, whether they're originating roles or stepping in partway through a show's run, are trying out acting and singing on Broadway. This has been going on for many years now, not exactly news, and uh, plenty of performers who aren't known primarily for their theater talents have made very acclaimed appearances on Broadway. I'm thinking of everyone from Jennifer Hudson to Reba McIntyre to Sting. Uh, Some shows like Chicago and Kinky Boots became known for seemingly every other week having a new pop or rock star step into a lead role. Uh, my guest today is about to do just that in Sarah Bareilles' beloved show, Waitress. Joey McIntyre, well, if you're an 80s kid like me, he really needs no introduction. You know him first and foremost from New Kids on the Block. Uh, but he has actually been a theater person for a very long time, uh, decades, in fact, at this point. He's done musicals on screen, off-Broadway, very far off-Broadway, on Broadway, he has sung musical theater on a boat, if you're familiar with the New Kids on the Block cruise. Um, in short, he's not just a famous guy who is dropping into a show for a few weeks uh, because it's convenient. He has always seemed to me like a true theater person at heart, despite that whole other career he had being, you know, a heartthrob in a boy band. So I was excited to talk to him about joining Waitress, where he will be playing Dr. Pomatter, the main character Jenna's sort of unconventional love interest, and about the theater nerd I always had a sense was at the heart of Joey McIntyre. So are you just kind of starting rehearsals now or how are how are things going sort of getting into character? I'm yeah, I'm I'm in rehearsals. Um I started last week and yeah, it's it's um it's going really well as far as just, you know, they're they're taking good care of me and um you know, I think what I think about first is just like you know, the role of Jenna and, and how much she has to do and how much generally people on Broadway have to do and have to be ready to do. You know, it kind of puts it in perspective, uh, you know, with the swings and the company and, you know, having to go, you know, any night with, you know, three different roles. So keeps it in perspective that, like, I have enough to do, but it's not too much. And Dr. Palmer, the role is... It's really fun. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, who this guy is and how I can, you know, play him uh, most authentically. And, um, 
but for the most part, it's going really well. And, I mean, you've played a pretty diverse range of roles, but I feel like singing gynecologist is probably even standing out among them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, one, yeah, that's that's the first. <laughs> That's the first I've I've heard of, of that description. So thank you. I I'm so happy to put that down on my resume now. It's, um, it's true. Yeah, it's it's um, <clears throat> it is. You know, it's 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 um, a lot of ways to look at it. Uh, one of them is that you know people are people, you know, come to the theater to be entertained. You know, and so there's that side of it. And it's like, how do you make this guy, you know, funny? Um, but not crazy, you know, how, do you, <laughs> how can he be, how can he push the envelope, but also still be trustworthy to, you know, deliver a child and be a trustworthy, you know, doctor. And then, you know, obviously the, the storyline between the two of them is, is pretty, uh, controversial to say the least. Um, you know, and then balancing it with just being grounded and, and cause people come to the theater to be touched and changed and, um, so it's it's um, it's that mix that I think you know as a performer and an actor you just got to touch on everything and then hopefully you know do enough work on everything that you can just finally let it go and just pray to God and the gods of theater that you know let's just go out there and have fun and and just let it let it go. Well, it's uh, it's become such a beloved show that. I think that uh, everybody will be very happy to see you on stage. Um, I mean, I know that musical theater has been a part of your life for a really long time, but um, I have to imagine that, I mean, you were starting a professional career at the time when a lot of kids are just starting to figure out what kind of music they like in the first place. So I was curious when, when your first exposure to musical theater happened and how did you kind of get into it and when? Well, my, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, the youngest of nine kids and my, my mother, you know, sang and performed when she was growing up in different school plays and then, you know, the, in, in church and, um, you know, then on my dad's side, I mean, growing up in Boston and politics and he was in the union and politics back then were very, I mean, uh, as he would say, it's, it's, it's all showbiz you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and obviously it's, I mean, you don't have to, you know, look, look, look who's in the white house now to see the the connection between showbiz and obviously, uh, (laughs) regardless of what you think of the current state, it's, it's pretty wild, the connection, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that's just how it is. But, um, so I, I, I grew up around that kind of a vibe and we grew up four blocks away from, the oldest community theater in America, actually. It's called the Footlight Club. And I didn't know how lucky we were. You know, we it's a 250-seat theater, like, beautiful. I mean, it's in great shape now because of the members and just the hard work. But, you know, when I grew up, the, the ceilings were, you know, it was like a the theater was, you know, a lime green, like the, the ceilings were literally, you know, falling down, like <laughs> they were peeling down. There's something... It was probably a hazard, you know what I mean? You just wouldn't <laughs> be able to get away with that. But it was a wonderful place, and, you know, just to, you know, have that gift of the theater and see the joy it gave my mother and my whole family, um, you know. And, you know, some of us were on the stage more than others, but um, it was just something that was very natural. Um, and so 
and I and I kind of got it right away because it was just so much fun. It was it was the creating, it was the rehearsal, it was you know it was the backstage stuff that really kind of keeps you coming back. And then you know to be able to have a chance to light it up on stage and and have some of those moments, it's really yeah, it's really like a bang bang kind of a deal. And um, so it was very natural. Yeah, it was very natural to me and. You know, and then, you know, new kids came along at a, a very early age. And, yeah, I just kind of, you know, rode that wave. And it, it was what it was. And <clears throat> like everything in a, in a you know, metaphysical level, I mean, it's just the, the give and take. You know what I mean? The, the, the balance of life and, you know, you go hard with something. You also have to uh, decompress, you know. So mm-hmm. you, the, the, the journey comes with its ups and downs and, you know, um, the train kind of has to get off the tracks and, and, um, figure out where it wants to go again. Um, I kind of always, you know, um, you know, wondered if, if, you know, what I would, you know, what I would have done otherwise, I probably would have continued doing theater, but maybe it had just stayed, you know, in a community level. And, you know, there's so many great, you know, actors and performers at, at a community level that just decide this is what I love to do, but, you know, um, I have to support my kids or life, life happens, you know, and Mm -hmm. not everybody goes to Broadway. So, um, but here I am, you know, and (laughs) and I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy to get these opportunities and, and make the most of them. Well, I I was going to say that something that sort of impressed me about your theatrical career is that you you it seems like you genuinely enjoy doing it wherever it is. I saw that you did cabaret in Alaska, which I like have to know yeah. about. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got you know the 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 full story is that I get this email and it says offer, and you know I'm pleased with where I am in the offer land, you know, but, you know, I know, you know, it's, uh, I guess I know how amazing I am, but not the whole world knows how amazing I am. So (laughs) so I get this offer and I'm like, hmm, what's this offer going to be? You know, and I I scroll down and I'm like, I'm trying to read through the lines and I'm like, oh, it's for cabaret. You know, that's cool. It's a great show. And then it's like Alaska. And I'm like, Thank you. No. Um, <laughs> and not not that I'm poo-pooing it. It was just I was just about to move to New York and it's in the spring and blah, blah, blah. And I'm laughing at it, really not condescending because, again, it, it, the play's the thing in the process and, you know, working on a show like that and with, with a legit production company. But anyways, then I was like, wait a minute, this thing rehearses in LA for two weeks. And then I'm up in Alaska for 10 days and I get to play the MC in this iconic show. And sure enough, it was a wonderful experience as, as it usually is. Um, and Alaska was so cool, just a great vibe. Um, the cast was phenomenal and just like a family. And we were all kind of just taking this cool trip up to Alaska. And again, you get to, you know, play this show that, you know, 50 years later is sadly all too relevant, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, in the world of what's going on. And, um, you know, and uh, so I, I really grateful and cherish, cherish that, that performance for sure. 
That's amazing. Um, I mean, speaking of doing shows in unexpected locations, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of the first shows you did, uh, Jonathan Larson's Tick, Tick, Boom, um, Mm. which I have to imagine that, you know, at the time that you did it, it wasn't so as common for someone from the pop or sort of better known celebrity world to to come to theater and certainly not to do an off-Broadway show in a tiny West Village theater. So I was curious sort of how did that come to you and were there people telling you like, Joe, don't do this, like bad idea? Um, not really. I mean, I didn't have a huge team back then. So, <laughs> um, um, you know, again, I, I mean, they, 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 they reached out to the right guy in the sense that, like I said, you know, I grew up in theater, so it really didn't matter, you know, what the capacity was or what the paycheck was. I, I knew, you know, theater is a vocation first. You know, you, you have to want to do it. You have to love it. Um, and there's plenty of people that don't do it that, for that reason, and it's fine, and it's usually – is stunt casting and you know you can have a conversation with them and you know within a minute where they're coming from and that's fine you know Mm -hmm. um but you have to you have to get turned on by eight shows a week um and and so when they asked me when they reached out about tick tick boom i mean it was you know they 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 didn't reach out to me because you know they thought i was you know, the next Raul Esparza, you know, uh, they had no idea, but, um, you know, I went and see the, saw the show and I saw Raul and he was fantastic. And, you know, immediately I was like, okay, I'm, I can't do what he does, but I, I know I can bring something to this and kind of carry the torch. And, um, it was, it was thrilling. I mean, I, I, I guess I was, cool enough to know that doing a show in the West Village in New York City was pretty fucking cool, you know, and mm-hmm. it was, a. I mean, I, again, another thing I cherish when I'm riding my bike on the, you know, along the Hudson and I look up and I see, you know, uh, just to describe those who don't know that theater, that's really not there anymore. I think it's a super, it's kind of a fancy hotel now, but it's, it's like this five-story brick building and they turned this like, uh, it was more like a, I don't know. I think it was like the restaurant part into this theater, um, and um, and our dressing room was all the way up on the fifth floor. But it was like this octagonal um, round like room at the top of this building, and that was you know, you know, I I say it's my first New York dressing room, you know, and and mm-hmm. and so those times are super special and but at the time it was like a halfway house so oh, wow. you you would you would walk down you'd walk up to the fifth floor for the dressing room and then you would walk down through the hotel down like this really you know dark hallway with like you know missing light bulbs and like down this you know you know what looked like a a, a fire escape and then back in through the back you know um uh, backstage which there was no backstage it was really just there was no backstage and um but what a role i mean on stage for an hour and a half no intermission singing like 13 songs and just fucking going you know 
pedal to the metal in, in a Jonathan Larson show, which frankly I liked a lot more than Rent. Rent, I mean, I know it's sacrilegious to say, but it never that never spoke to me. I think Tick Tick Boom was before Rent, and yeah. it was much more traditional. You know what I mean? Much more inspired by Sondheim and and that kind of uh, a little bit more traditional, which which just kind of you know fit me a little bit more. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I mean, the the songs seem, I mean, from what I've heard of you singing them, I mean, they seem really sort of well-tailored to your voice and like and like a very good fit. Yeah. Where 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 did I sing them? I want to, where's the, where's the tape on that? I don't know. They're all, they're all over, they're all over YouTube. I feel like I discovered this, like a Broadway show that you did on a New Kids on the Block cruise, perhaps, but... Is oh, that okay. a thing that happened? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, cool. people people like the fact that you did Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, I mean, you mentioned Raul, and I realized that you, I feel like you have a habit of stepping into roles directly after the originator and right. the, all of these well, gigantic I people. I had a streak there, yeah. With I, him I and Norbert. After Norbert. Yeah, yeah, this guy... This time with Dr. Palmer, I'm, I'm, you know, not so much, but, but, you know, relatively close. Um, You're close to, but, to Gavin yeah, Creel, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a good guy to follow. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, Raul, didn't Raul isn't Raul a, a Tony winner? He must have won. Yes, some, for some sure. Point. Yeah, I I bo- yeah, for a company, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so now the new story. The new story is I only follow Tony winners. That's my rule now. <laughs> my New York rule. Yeah. It's part of your writer now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that has to be. I would imagine it's intimidating, but also it's a good learning experience. I mean, have you? Do you feel like you've learned certain things watching these guys, like before you go on? It's. You know, maybe I was too naive and and just knowing that I had to like jump in um, jump into you know doing tick tick boom i didn't i I just instinctively knew the kind of performer Raul was, and he was a force of his own and then i but I knew what take I would. I would do myself. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there wasn't that conflict. Same with Wicked. Um, I mean, frankly, not to get controversial, but I mean, I don't think, I mean, uh, Norbert 
that wasn't the role of his lifetime. I think he was ready to go in a couple of Tonys, and he did mm-hmm. after he left Wicked. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I I really felt like I could jump in and, and bring my own, you know, excitement to that role. So I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to steal this, going to steal that. And then, um, you know, right now it's a process. You know, it's like the same with – I've seen three guys do Palminer. You know, I've seen Drew, who originated. I've seen Eric, and I've seen Gavin Creel, and they're all lovely and really smart and funny and quick. And there are certainly moments where I go, oh, "Shit," you know what I mean? I'm just not. That's not what I do, and I'd like to do it. And okay, maybe I'll steal one or two things, but you know, I think there's a day. You know, like I gave myself a day of just like, "Oh shit." You know, <laughs> like, you know, and and because it's just weird. You know what I mean? You 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 have to watch them, you, but you don't really want to watch them. But you have to. That's just part of the process because you got to do what's right for the show. So if they're doing something that works, then you got to you got to be open to that. And, uh, you know, again, it was really fun watching them. But um, so that's part of the process. And and. Um, you know, just, just making sense of, you know, you know, what, what to take and, and what to, uh, what to leave. Had you and Sarah crossed paths before, or is this a first kind of meeting for you two? This was the first. Yeah. I never met her before. And I met her the other night. I saw her, um, Monday and, uh, perform and she was, I met her before the show and she was sweet as pie no pun intended (laughs) and uh, you know just so welcoming so welcoming and um and then I saw her and I was just I was just freaking blown away I mean I I get it you know what I mean she's she's a successful you know songwriter a pop singer she's got a great voice but like just stunning I mean the performance and what she brings to it um regardless of whether she wrote it but the fact that she wrote it is very you know that is that doesn't happen you know uh I mean you know it might be different vibe but you know it's like seeing Lin-Manuel do Hamilton Mm -hmm. I mean totally different shows but but that's that's the kind of thing it was and she was just her voice was just spot on. I mean, you know, it it was just that, you know, you knew it was going to be good. I just, I was just like, wow. And, um, but you see why, you know, people are flocking to see her, you know, on a cold ass Monday in January, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I'm, you know, you kind of want to go, no, 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 the world, you, you need to know what's going on here, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, the crowds are great, so I think I think the community knows, and um, it's just cool to be a part of. I think I think right now it might still be a secret, but do you know who your Jenna is going to be? I don't think it's a secret because we kind of announced I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with uh, Stephanie Torn for um, at least a f- three, maybe five weeks, or maybe maybe the whole run. I'm not sure. Okay. So Stephanie has done it. Yeah, she's done it a bunch, and I'm so lucky to, you know, have a pro and, and just be able to lean her, lean on her. And, and I felt like there's just great chemistry from day one. So really, really happy with that. 
Awesome. Well, as, as I was kind of just saying, it's like it's it's a, a fun adventure to go on a YouTube spiral of Joey McIntyre uh, musical theater performances. Um, and mm. I've seen you uh, singing the soliloquy from Carousel. Um, oh, I, I know yeah. <laughs> I know you recently. It's all out there. OK, that's good to know. Yep. Yeah. Yes, everything is captured. Um, and I know that you recently played Pseudolus, and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, too. Um, so it seems to me yeah. like you're you're interested in, in a really wide variety of, of characters right now. Um, I mean, are you wanting to do more musical theater now, and what are the kind of roles that, that you're interested in going forward? Well, you know, as far as the variety, it was, yeah. I mean, I I joked that, like, I, pay, I played... You know, no one has ever played Pseudolus in the MC in in the span of <laughs> six months, like in, not. in professional theater. <laughs> I want to I want I challenge anybody that has done that. Um, Pseudolus kind of came on uh, Joe Bwari, who um, has been on Broadway and, and, and Jersey Boys, is now the co-artistic uh, director at the Gary Marshall Theater. And I was lucky enough to be friends with Gary and, and part of their family. And, and, uh, it's just a special place. So he calls me, he's like, our pseudolist has to go on tour. And can you come in for pseudolist? Now I would normally never get, you know, cast as pseudolist. So that was the, so I was like, Oh man, like that is, you know, and, but he said, you got two weeks to learn the show. And I, knew of the show but I didn't know the show so talk about a challenge like literally two weeks and I just like jumped into it and it was you know it's a classic you know musical theater it's just it's amazing it's so much fun and you know to do that was just was just a trip and a real you know uh I wouldn't even call it a labor of love it was just like just really special and um Super fun. So I did that. And then, you know, um, yeah, I guess, you know, doing, doing soliloquy, I did it. What was fun about that is my, my wife at the time was actually pregnant and, um, it was kind of cool to like, you know, really be in that song singing about, you know, having a baby on the way. And, um, you know, that song is a tour of force. So I was like, hell, let, let, let me give it a shot. And it was fun to do. Um, and I, I've said recently, if, if Carousel, you know, continued a little bit, maybe I could have gone on, you know, in, in there. Um, but as far as it's, yeah, theater, you know, when I moved from from L.A. recently, um, I, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I moved to New York for a lot of reasons. Um, L.A. was great, but we were there for a long time and we just wanted to mix it up. And it was scary and crazy and exciting and all that. But. At the top on my career list, I mean, the big reason was just I wanted to do more theater and I wanted to do it while I was, quote unquote, young. And, I, and you know, I, you know, on my deathbed, I wasn't going to say, geez, I wish I held out for a few more pilot seasons in L.A., you know, but but I would have I a regret would be that I didn't do enough theater. And um, so, you know, the power of intention is it's funny how much we can do in with our lives but when we really kind of focus and and put our hearts out there that the universe really kind of does its work and i came into 
you know, in, here in the summer and then in the fall, I did a workshop for um, uh, the the Wanderer, which is the the show about Dion DiMucci, Dion and the Belmonts, and oh, yeah. that was you know it's a legit Broadway uh, you know uh, workshop, and you know who knows what's going to happen with that, but there's a lot of people excited about that, and then I did a play, play reading called Radio Galaxy, which is just a great play, really, I mean a really uh, layered role, like and and dangerous. I mean, the guy was basically, uh, you know, this fearful father who, you know, said a lot of racist stuff because it just came from fear and anger. And he, you know, there was a there was a journey for this actor, and it was just uh, it was great to be involved in that. And then, you know, to jump into waitress is is really cool, and you know, to do it before. You know, I go on tour this spring with the, with the band. It's um, it's really um, it really kind of all clicked in. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of what I want to do. I know it's you know, um, there are moments where I go, yeah, you know, you talk about eight shows. Well, you know, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I've never done eight shows a week with three kids. You know, <laughs> last time I did it, I was single and that was you know tough enough they call them broadway widows for a reason you know that you know you don't see your partners a lot but um but uh yeah so that's that's kind of what's going on well i hope that there is a billy bigelow in your future and uh thank you and i'm excited that you're a new yorker and a theater person now hooray yeah me too Cool. Well, thanks for chatting, and good luck with the show. I'm excited to see you in it. Thank you very much. Me too. Somehow I've fallen under your spell Joey McIntyre will be in Waitress on Broadway from February 4th through April 7th. If you're a fan of the Billboard on Broadway podcast, please subscribe and give us lots of nice reviews and stars on iTunes. We're also on many other platforms, including Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Rebecca Millsoff, on Instagram at YouDownWithRMM. You can use hashtag Billboard on Broadway if you ever want to talk about how much you love the podcast on social media. And please come back soon for a new episode. Blah, blah, blah.